If you're tempted, like I am sometimes, to hurry through your scripture reading for the day, I urge you not to. You might hurry through this video, but your actual devotional time with God's Word needs to give you the opportunity to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit as He speaks to you about what you read. This is especially true today, because what is in our scripture reading is the most important, most central piece of our faith, the death and burial of Jesus, the Messiah. Death and Messiah are ultimately incompatible, as the resurrection would eventually prove, but even in the short term, it would have been easy to doubt the Lordship of Jesus as he is being subjected to everything involved in his death. I'm going to read part of this passage. Read along with me. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head, and they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Along the way, they came across a man named Simon who was from Cyrene, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. The soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall, but when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head and announcing the charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, if you are the Son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders also mocked Jesus. They say He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So he is the king of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now and we will believe in him. He trusted God, so let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the revolutionaries who were crucified with him ridiculed him in the same way. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. What stands out to me is all the hatred to which Jesus was subjected. Of course, being murdered is the ultimate physical hatred, but the verbal hatred which came his way was unprecedented. It came from all sides, from those in authority, those in government positions, and from those who hated the government, the revolutionaries who were crucified beside him. Ridicule, scorn, sarcastic anger. The religious people, those who identified as being the people of God, 
They joined in the mocking, as did those who were simply passing by, those without anything seemingly to gain or lose. They joined the chorus of disrespect and derision. What might have been the most painful for Jesus was that even those who believed in him kept their distance. And God, his Father, the one with whom he had been connected from eternity past, his presence was withdrawn. That silence was the loudest of all the voices that hurled insults at Jesus in his final hours. It was enough rejection, enough pain, enough. We often use the death of Jesus and his sacrifice on a cross beam of wood as a metaphor for what we must do. That piece of wood has become a symbol. For some people, it has almost become a talisman, a good luck charm that must be displayed or else. Read through this passage again. It was not a metaphorical event. Jesus himself told us we would have to take up our own crosses, but it will never be like what he went through. The physical and mental torture he went through was incredible. And what is much more incredible is I was part of the reason it happened, and so were you. Jesus died because sin requires death. And meeting that requirement also meant he could satisfy that requirement once for everyone. And while he was at it, he would also defeat death itself. But don't let the eventual victory take away from the wonder of what Jesus went through to accomplish it. Also, never forget that all those who mocked and ridiculed Jesus were reacting out of what they saw, what they believed to be true, and what circumstances were telling them was true. They just didn't see and know the whole truth. The truth was and is Jesus did everything he said he would do. Even if it wasn't the way he expected to do it, it's still true. Jesus is doing everything he said. Just trust him for it, in it, and through it all. And in that, keep the faith. Mm-hmm.